0: And now, from the News Hub Studios in Auckland, it's time for the Fight Club Podcast.
1: G'day Fight fans, welcome to the Fight Club Podcast as always, coming to you from the News Hub Studios in Auckland, New Zealand. I'm your host Brad Lewis, Stephen Foote is on assignment this week. Um, but he will be back on board next week before he heads over to Melbourne for UFC 243 and that is the main crux of our show today. I had a chance to go down to City Kickboxing Gym in Auckland and catch up with all the members of the City Kickboxing team that are fighting on that card um, as well as a couple of coaches who will be the feature of the show today and then next week on the show um, we will play back those interviews with the uh, four New Zealand guys fighting on UFC 243 Um, and coming up for you next week as well. L.I. Quinter will be on the show as well. He, of course, is taking on Dan Hooker um, from Marvel Stadium in... Melbourne next weekend UFC 243 not that far away folks not that far away at all um, so on the show for you today we have Eugene Behrman who is of course the master coach of the likes of Israel Asanya, Dan Hooker, Shane Young and Kaikara France um, and of course Brad Quake-Riddell um, he'll be on the show so will John Vake who is uh, another man behind the scenes who um, I'm sure you've uh, you've heard of if you are a, a fan of the sport uh, Israel Sanya speaks of him very, very highly. So does Dan Hooker. He is the grappling and wrestling coach at City Kickboxing. Very understated guy, um, but very, very cerebral too. And talking to him yesterday, so looking forward. Uh, to that. Um, and joining us on the show as well, very, very special guest Alex Volkanovski, who is competing for the UFC featherweight championship at UFC 245 on December 14th at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas taking on Max Holloway. Uh, he was wandering around the gym yesterday at City Kickboxing so had a chance uh, to grab a few moments of his time as well as he looks forward to the biggest fighters of his career. Um, but he is uh, right dab in the middle of uh, training these City Kickboxing boys for their big big fight next weekend in Melbourne. So first up on the Fight Club podcast this week uh, will be Eugene Behrman, but before we get to Eugene, just a reminder guys, if you would like To subscribe to the podcast, please do uh, at iTunes or any of your favorite podcast apps. You can also check the podcast out at newshub.co.nz forward slash podcast. Just click on the uh, Fight Club link and all of our episodes are there for your listening pleasure. So that's newshub.co.nz forward slash podcast. All right, time to crack into some content for you guys. As mentioned just a few moments ago, uh, Eugene Behrman, the coach, the head coach of the City Kickboxing Gym in Auckland uh, was available for comment yesterday and he was kind enough to give me his time. The Fight
0: Club Podcast, the big names.
1: Uh, If if I told you uh, four years ago that uh, your gym would be packed with New Zealand media two weeks out from the biggest fight Australia's ever seen in a UFC event in Melbourne, would you have believed me?
2: Definitely not.
1: Uh, What I wouldn't have believed is that it would happen
2: so soon. But I would have believed that it would eventually happen, because I've always thought that. But not so soon. So that's that's a surprise.
1: And like you're a very understated person. Um, how proud of you that, of of your fighters that you know you've got a quartet of guys on this card. You must be immensely proud of these boys. Nah, no, I'm uh, immensely
2: proud of them. But I'm immensely proud of all the people behind the scenes that don't quite get the coverage that I do or some of the boys do because. Uh, there's a, there's a mountain of people that are behind these guys that help them out, so I'm, I'm tremendously proud about that.
1: And Israel Adesanya is—he's uh, becoming a global superstar, you know, like in uh, even in New Zealand, he's recognisable in New Zealand. Um, is, is he the, the same guy that we see on camera—the brash, talking, charismatic Israel Adesanya—is that the same guy that you see in the gym every day? Um, those traits are there in the in the,
2: uh, in the gym, but they're exemplified. In front of the camera and ex- exaggerated a little bit. And the gym, he's, uh, he's still a little cocky and he's still a little brash, but he's just a normal bloke. And if anything, he's just a normal Kiwi bloke. And that's the funny thing about people's perceptions;
1: um, they don't realise that sometimes. And if you could like describe him as a teammate, what type of teammate would you would you describe Israel as? Uh, a thoughtful one. That's for
2: sure, one that's uh, very like, cognizant of other people's uh, feelings and emotions and what they're going through and he's a good people reader so he's able to understand when some of the guys are going through a bit of a struggle and a bit of hardship with training camp and he's, yeah, he's quite sympathetic towards them and yeah, he's a good
1: bloke in that respect. And you've said in the past that you've found him very easy to teach, what, what do you mean by that uh, in terms of, of being easy to teach?
2: Wow, he, his uh, fight IQ or his ability to understand a move or a particular technique or strategy and take it almost immediately, calculate it, take it in and do it is like a- a- amazing. Like, um, that's one of his biggest assets is that he can take something uh, almost straight away that takes a lot of people like uh, weeks to do and almost within one
1: session. Uh, understand it and be doing it like, yeah, pretty well.
2: Awesome.
1: Uh, and uh, just quickly on Brad Riddell, that's the guy that you've had a lot to do with over a long period of time. Uh, he's getting his first UFC fight in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, tell us a little bit about Brad and what Kiwi fighters, a Kiwi fight fans can expect from Quake. Yeah, Brad's
2: a uh, bit of an understated bloke, a bit of a quiet man, uh, typical South Island, you know, Christchurch, born and bred uh, uh, boy, but. Uh, he's going to have to get used to these cameras and these lights and these reporters because he's going to make some pretty big waves. He's one of the best kickboxers in the world and has been quietly working on his MMA game the same way Israel did, not making a big Yahoo about it, just quietly working away and plugging away. And now he's at a stage where he, he's not just going to be another contender in that division, he's going to like quickly make some waves just like Israel has. Eugene Berman, thank you very much. Thank you.
0: The Fight Club Podcast. Heavy hitters
1: that is Eugene Behrman on the Fight Club podcast uh, thank you very much to him for making himself available um, I know I early in the show I mentioned that uh, John Vake very understated was so too as Eugene Behrman, uh doesn't particularly like the media but my gosh does he give uh, fantastic analytical answers and uh, really hoping for the best for Eugene and his men uh, next week in Melbourne and one of those uh, men who will be cage side um, Israel Asanya's main wrestling coach John Vake had a chance for the the first time to catch up with John uh, and a really interesting interview, and a bit of, uh, I guess, insight into uh, John's mindset when it comes to training these guys and what these guys have been going through for the past five or six years. Here's John vaki on the Fight Club podcast.
0: The Fight Club podcast, the big names.
1: Uh, John Vakey, uh, grappling coach here at City Kickboxing, yep. and wrestling coach. Uh, tell us a little bit about how the training's going with these boys for UFC 243.
3: I'm good. Um, just pretty much continuing where they left off, like all of the boys have been active, so um, nothing new, just staying a course I guess, and um, yeah, it's good, it's been good, it's been good.
1: And you know, the the word when City Kickboxing started to make a name for itself, is uh, well let's just see when they get in there with uh, top level wrestlers, how mm-hmm. these guys go, but you know, you've know you known for a long time that these guys are UFC reading when it comes to grappling. Yeah. Um, you know, like tell us a little bit about, about, maybe I guess your coaching style with these guys.
3: Well the funny thing is is that, um, this is not new to us. So when we started, that saying was on day one. What happens when we get high level wrestling? So we started like chucking along the journey, you know, all of us as a team. And then as we got better, we started hearing it, like maybe a year later, two years later. What they gotta understand is that we'd be preparing for high level wrestlers from day one. Like we knew that what we had, like we knew that we were good strikers, um, and that our problem was gonna be that. So so from day one we almost like we heard about the gods and the devils, you know, we prepared like it was going to be a 15-minute stand-up fight, um, but we always ready for, like, just in case on the worst day. Um, what happened was, in early in their careers, there was just annihilating guys, so it was good days, you know, uh, but everyone would be like, yeah, but what if the devil came? But we, we, we heard the devil day one, you know what I mean? So um, today nothing's changed, we stay across the whole
1: way. Awesome, awesome and, and for you uh, to sort of sit back and look at these guys, I mean the biggest event in UFC history is coming up in a, in a week's time and, and you know four of the guys that you look after are going to be uh, front and centre, that must be a proud moment for you as a coach.
3: Um, yes it, it is, it is, um, just super proud of the boys, you know, um, something that I'll definitely um, allow myself to soak in. Um, and yeah it's just really inspirational, especially for when you talk about um, how fast it's gone, you know, like within the last year or two, Um, You know and then thinking about what could happen in the next 20 years um, and then to say 20 years from now um, you could tell your kids I was there, that's one for the books eh? (laughs) there.
1: Hey tell us a little bit about the culture at this place man, we we hear a lot about it behind the scenes and the guys all talk about it individually but you're front and centre in that, being one of the leaders of the gym, what makes this place so special?
3: Um, Family. Um, so the reason why I say family is because before anything else, you've got to be family. And then once you're family, I think family is the center of our culture. So in any family, um, it means that it's always wrapped around respect. So as these guys have progressed, and Dan's gone on, to, on, on a tier, and Kai on a tier, and all these guys have gone on a tier, it always comes back to family, which is respect. Um, what that, I believe, has started or sparked up this environment of growth. And if fighters from around the world are chasing their passion, they come to this environment and grow so they can light something. Um, and we're going to light that place on fire.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and um, Israel Adesanya, John, you know him very, very well. And the person that, I guess, fight fans see is this uh, sort of Conan McGregor 2.0 type character, this brash, uh, sort of outspoken individual. But you know, that's not necessarily the case. Tell me a little bit about, for you, what makes Israel Adesanya the human being.
3: Um, his, ability, his ability to feel. like. Um, the funny thing about Israel is that he came just after Connor, so they automatically said he's Connor. But Israel's always been Israel. Um, he said what, um, what he felt was right, um, with no remorse on any repercussions, which has sometimes pulled my coach's hair out. You know, like, Israel, you got to think about what you say, and then Israel's sitting there saying, like, that's how I feel. Um, that comes off as Connor McGregor-ish. To me, that's Israel senior So I think everyone um, everyone explains it in different ways, you know.
0: The Fight Club Podcast. Heavy hitters.
1: That is the man behind the grappling at City Kickboxing, John varque What a interesting cat. Would really like the opportunity to get a full, uh, I guess, 35, 40-minute uh, session with, with John and uh, here on the Fight Club podcast. He has mentioned that potentially he could be keen on that down the line uh, once he gets these fights out the way this weekend. So hopefully we can get John Varke in for a full episode of the Fight Club podcast. All right, let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, UFC 245, not that far away, uh, come, taking place from the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas on December 14th. It will be headlined by UFC featherweight champion Max Holloway defending his title against Alex Volkanovsky. Uh, Amanda Nunez will defend her bantamweight championship against Jermaine May on that card as well. Uh, but the main event, as mentioned, Alex Volkanovsky, the Volk. He is a member of the City Kickboxing team. It's where he spends the uh, back end of his training camps. He also likes to help the guys out there at City Kickboxing for their training camps. All part of that team culture that both Eugene and John alluded to early, earlier on in the show. Um, and uh, we dive a little bit deeper into that with Alex Volkanovsky here on the Fight Club podcast.
0: The Fight Club podcast, the big names.
1: Right, we're speaking with uh, New Zealand's favourite Australian, Alex Volkanovski. Uh, Volk, congratulations first of all on uh, confirming your title fight with Max Holloway.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's unreal. You know, it's obviously, that was the plans, you had a lot of people talking about it, everyone knew I deserved it, but wasn't going to get it. Uh, you know, it was good to just get that contract uh, sent over, posted away, now they've announced it, it's all official. It's just an unreal feeling. At any point, was Melbourne a possibility for this fight? Uh, look, they were talking about it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. What they said they'll try and whatever. But I mean, it was a quick turnaround. The, the chances weren't very likely, I don't think. So obviously, I was pushing for it. But um, you know, at the at, in the end of the day, you know, I get to fight on another in Vegas. So you know what I mean. I guess I can do a lot of promotion around my own title fight and, and stuff like that. Um, but you know, it's just and over there as well. Really, I promote myself over there in America, you know,'ll be huge. And if Max Holloway is not a fight fan's favorite fighter, he's their
1: second favorite fighter, so that must be pretty cool for you going into the cage with a guy who's respectful, yeah. he
0: loves the sport, he 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 honors the sport, knowing that there's not going to be any bullshit. Yeah, yeah, that's it. yeah, he is he's a he's a good guy, you know I, I like him he's a, he's a good dude, but at the same time, I like a lot of the people I fight, but I've got a job to do, so I'm going to go out there and I, you, know, I'm, you know, they're all saying about the blessed there, I'm, I'm ending that uh, December, December 14th and I, I don't mean that in cockiness and being rude but it's just my time, um, you know he's had a good stint uh, but now it's my time. There's
1: a huge uh, sort
0: of evolution of Australasian combat
1: sports right now and you're right in the thick of it Robert. Whittaker's right in the thick of it, Israel's in the thick of it. Did you think it would
0: happen this quickly? Um, yeah, I've always said that. I, I always knew it. It's weird. It's like it has gone quick, but at the same time, it, it still seems like a long process, you know, fight by fight. And, and I know it's hard to sort of explain, but if you look at it properly, a lot of people are like, oh, quick, how quick did he get to the title? Because it was just a couple of fights ago, I wasn't even ranked. And then, you know, got Chad Mendez, put me straight into fifth, and then. Aldo, you know, one uh, of the best of all time. I got to take him at number one contender and made me number one contender. So I went over there, Frankie and Max fought, you know, I was a replacement if something happened. Um, you know, they obviously respected that I'd done that and, you know, now it's my time. You spent a lot of time grounding your training in Australia. What brought you to City Kickboxing and what is it about this gym that makes it so special? Oh, man, it's just obviously, look at look at the fighters, look at the calibre of, you know, of fighters you've got here, the, the coaching staff and... You know, it's just another level and you're seeing us, you know, go out there and performing that way. So, obviously, I based out of freestyle fighting gym with my coach Joe Lopez, but, you know, I do go to Thailand, sometimes to Tiger Muay Thai, and I come here a, a fair bit as well, so it's just good. I've got a good relationship with uh, Tiger Muay Thai and uh, City Kickboxing, you know, I'm pretty much one of their own now, and, uh, you know, we're, yeah, we all get along, we all, you know, obviously, it's just good to have the, that type of them top of training partners. Like just, you need it, you really do. Back home, I don't really have that sort of competitive yep. sort of training, but um, you know, I get that here, you know, from, you know, so many high-level kickboxers. But like you go out there and you, you, you spar guys that aren't even fighting, they literally do it as a hobby, and they're absolute beasts, you know what I mean? It just shows you the caliber of fighters that are at this gym, and uh, there's, there's hundreds of us. All right, mate. Uh, Israel Adesanya,
1: the uh, the person that uh, you know we see on the TV screen, uh, is very brash, very cocky, very confident. What's the Israel Adesanya like that that you know that that comes to the gym every
0: day and trains with you? Mate, he's a he's a respectful dude. He's he's a nice guy. Like a lot of people will say, it's a cockiness. I, I don't know if it really is a confidence. You know what I mean? And he's that confident. You see it in his performance. You know what I mean? He really is confident in his ability, and that's why you see you see it in there. You know, it's not it's not. Always uh, gloating and, and stuff like that. A lot of it's, you know, a part of the, it's a part of the game. It really is, uh, where, where it is marketing-wise, and not just that getting in people's heads. And then you know, uh, you know, people will say showboating inside the cage, and all you know, that's a part of his style. It really is, keeps them guessing in, in the cage as well. So I, I just think it's a, it's just confidence, and you know, he's a, you know, a lot of people might take it the wrong way, but he's actually a really cool dude. And uh, Mike Angrove has labelled uh, Brad Riddell
1: Volkanovski 2.0. Oh, right, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what about Brad? What do you like about Brad and, and going... And
0: you've fought as opponent in Malaki. What do you like about Brad going into this fight? He's, uh, Brad's obviously, you know, a very, very high-level kickboxer. Everyone knows that. So they're expecting just a high-level kickboxer. it he's, he's, he's very well-rounded, you know what I mean? So I've been doing a lot of training with him, and it ain't fun shooting on them hips, let me tell you. So it's... You know what I mean? Anyone that thinks that they're going to be able to control him and go for the shot and... They're in for a long night. They really are, and then obviously so explosive and so dangerous on the feet. You know what I mean? He's got a great chin. So yeah, I, I just think he's a really safe bet to be honest. Just, I just think he, I, you know Jamie Malaki is obviously a you know, good fighter, and I respect him. But I just think you know Brad's just just on another level. Alex Walkenowski, thank you very much. No worries, thank you. The Fight Club podcast, heavy hitters,
1: and that is uh, potentially the next UFC featherweight champion, Volk. Alex the Great Volkanovski, what a champion bloke, um, and by all accounts, a tremendous teammate and a a crucial part of getting these guys fight ready for this camp. He spent a lot of time uh, training with Brad Riddell for this uh, fight with Jamie Malarkey, um, a guy he's familiar with having beaten Jamie Malarkey. I think it was the last time Malarkey lost was to Alex Volkanovski. Uh, That is us done and dusted here on the Fight Club Podcast. Thank you so much for listening as always. We'll be back in a week's time. Uh, Probably the episode will drop maybe Monday afternoon. We're hoping next week, so a little bit earlier than what you guys are used to. So hopefully Monday afternoon, just waiting on the UFC to confirm uh, that interview with L.I. Quinter, who myself and Stephen are hoping to catch up with early next week. He, of course, takes on Dan Hooker in the co-main event of UFC 243, which takes place from Melbourne's Eddie Hadd arena or stadium i believe it is um next weekend uh thanks very much for listening uh, remember like and subscribe us on itunes please please give us a rate would really really appreciate it and a review as well uh and if you'd like to get in contact with me i'm at brad lewis nz on twitter uh feel free to give me a send me a dm and let me know what you think about the show what you like what you don't like what you think we could add um and all of the above of course next week as mentioned we will have the city kickboxing quartet that are fighting at ufc 243 and ally quinter on the show so a jam-packed show for you as we preview ufc 243 the biggest card potentially if it does sell out in ufc history that is the fight club podcast for another week i will see you here next monday on the fight club podcast